Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And today I'm back with Mikey and Jeff. Sorry we took a little bit of a break there. Mikey was sick. I was at the beach, which honestly, it was the first warm day in New Hampshire in probably since uh, August. So sue me, man. I, I yeah, had to go to the beach. What the fuck temperature is the water up there? Fucking seven? No, close to it. I went in the water twice because I'm not no fucking bitch. And it hurt really bad. I went under. <laughs> Um, yeah, is that like the first and only fucking warm day of the year in New Hampshire? Is that like a fucking, <laughs> is that like a golden egg or something? It was, we got, we had two warm days and it, it broke everybody, dude. Nobody was going to class and all this. <laughs> it, it was really Thursday, Friday, and Saturday were nice. And Thursday and Friday, I went to my classes and no one was there. It was literally. Dude, the fucking like, Yanks went ape shit, Jeff. Yeah, we went fucking nuts. Yankees went ape shit. We went fucking crazy for the that warm weather. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what? A, let's start to review the Holloway versus Allen card because what a card it was. Um, this was honestly a fucking crazy card. You had, you had two highlight reel knee knockouts. You had missed decisions. You had bad stoppages. Great fights. Four fighters took their gloves off. Two retired. One did so to never retire. And then one did so to trade gloves, and the crowd was fucking elite. Um, I just want to take a second to talk about the crowd. From the crowd, I mean, the reactions, the fact that they filled the entire stadium by the prelims, the Chiefs chant during the Cummings fight, like the, what? oh, it's like, I don't even know, the, the fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Oh, oh, exactly. And then the, the, lights being, the lights being dimmed with the phone lights going on in the background. They need to go back to Kansas City because that crowd was elite. And in my opinion, it was better than Miami. Um, well, let's just yeah. say one thing, too. There's a lot of these little fucking cities that they skip over that they could expect that from if they would just fucking go to them. I know. I know. I And I, I actually I thought Miami's crowd was good, but I think Kansas City's was much, much Dude, better. Dude, like Seattle would probably be a huge one, I'm sure. Like there's yeah. a lot of like little not as huge cities as L.A. and New York. That they don't go to that would probably have awesome crowds. Yeah. And plus Can- Kansas City. I mean, you, you're in the Midwest and you're in Missouri. That's there's a ton of wrestlers out of there. So there's a lot. They're like very smart fans. They were um, applauding during good grappling exchanges that and when they got stood up or where people were getting out of, you know, different takedowns and stuff they were applauding that they were pretty knowledgeable fans i was really impressed with this card and with this just whole atmosphere in general um let's start off with the main event and what a main event it was max holloway versus arnold allen goes the distance we see why max is as great as he is um him arnold allen shavkat rachmanov Corey sandhagen i think they're my four favorite fighters right now I I, uh, I freaking love Arnold Allen after this performance, and I love Max after this performance. Just to break it down, they ended up going the distance, and it was exactly what we thought was going to happen. It was just a back and forth, you know, kind of affair. It looked like Arnold Allen was a little confused by Max's stance, kind of changes and his movement quickly. But I think around three, around round three, around four, and round five, Allen sort of got his head about him and really started to turn it on, and then they had that last awesome exchange with the last final five seconds. Uh, it looked like Arnold actually almost got knocked out in the last five seconds. He gets dropped. He did slip a little bit. I thought this fight was awesome. Personally, for me, this answered a lot of the questions I had about Arnold Allen. Uh, we wanted to know if he could go the distance because he had never been five rounds. He went five rounds, and he did not look like he got tired. He looked like he got actually a little bit faster at the end when he had to unload. I, I wanted to know if he 
could evolve within a fight, which he showed as well. And I mean, he was able to hurt Max too. He, I know Max uh, wore one of his kicks straight to the face, like it was nothing, which I thought was really impressive. But he admitted after the fight that Allen hits like a truck, and you could see that there was some bruising and some bleeding on Holloway, which is hard to do. So I was really impressed with Allen, but you got to give it to Holloway. He had just a Holloway performance, classic. Uh, he looked sharp, awesome, and I was really impressed with him. It turned into a point fight, and Holloway's always going to win those. So I know that was long. We'll start with you, Mikey. What did you take away from this fight? Yeah, I mean, Max just once again showed by the call him the gatekeeper. Dude, let's be completely transparent, realistic about this. The only reason Yair Rodriguez getting a title shot is because this the, the crowd and probably the UFC's exhaustion of seeing Vulcan Max because Max is – clear far and away in my opinion the number one contender and best in second best fighter in this division i don't even think it's close still at this point like you said we answered a lot of questions about arnold allen i actually liked arnold allen's performance a lot you seem like you did too max i really did i was really impressed with him i i am i i think he's a future champion and i know he's not there yet because he, he can't cross that threshold of max but i think this shows that one this was a good a good loss that he i think he needed to take um He's going to see what he needs to fix. But, I mean, he just had this performance that showed that there's something special about this guy, and he's able to stand in there and hang with the elite guys because Max is either number two or number three in that division, depending on what happens with Yair and Volk. Um, and he was able to stand in there and kind of hang around. So I'm really excited to see how Arnold Allen grows. I actually want to see him fight Josh Emmett next, uh, depending on the Taporia Emmett outcome. But, yeah, we'll go to you. Jeff now because I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Well, Mike, what were you saying about the Mac? Oh, I was just going to say too, like at this point he cemented himself for me as probably close to top three, top five, all time featherweight. He is fucking insanely good. His output just, it stands the test of time. And he really just continues to show with a lot of these contenders. that if you have no other game plan besides going toe and toe to try to strike with him, you're fucked. Like, yeah. Yair tried the same thing. Calvin Cater tried the same thing. It's just – it's not a good game plan to fight Max Holloway, and he completely continues to show these contenders that they have to add another dimension to their game if they want to hang with him and most likely Volk. Agreed with that. Jefferson? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, what hasn't been said, fucking – this was just a absolute Max fucking masterclass. This is exactly how Max fucking fights in – how he wins and I mean it's just it kind of the only shitty part about this fight is what do you do next with Max yeah I don't know I think I think well there's an anything like there's no answer and there's every answer yeah I was gonna say there is an answer to it if Yair somehow beats Volk that's your answer right there because Max Max said he wanted fucking Korean zombie yeah that's kind of a weird one I but I do think if Yair beats Volk, then your answer is depending on whether or not that fight is worth running back. Uh, I think your answer is Holloway versus Yair. Dude, the, the only thing you would be thinking about running that back is Yair will not get a defense in. He sent Yair to the fucking hospital last time they fought. There's no way he's winning. If even if he beats Volk, I don't see any way Yair goes right back and beats Max for his first defense. I don't see that. All right. I mean, that's fair, but I don't I don't know if it's in Yair's hands necessarily. I think I think weirdly Leon and Colby have uh like if that ends up happening, 
that'll kind of help us answer that question because if Leon is forced to fight Colby, then we see that Yair is not really going to have as many much of an option. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves because Yair hasn't even fought Volk yet. So yeah, but that yeah. was also that was also after a rematch. Yeah, that's fair. It's true. Well, let's live in the future for a couple more minutes too. I just wanted to say too, I really, really hope with Max. So we either see him retire or go get a boxing bag or something if he's not going to be champ anytime soon, because we all know where this is headed. If not, he's a big name. He's just going to start getting fed to these young guys, and he'll go on like a five, six fight loss streak, and everyone will think differently about him. Like I don't want to see him in two years fight Ilya Tapura. I don't want to see that at all. It's not a good matchup for him. I can see that happening if he hangs around a little too long, though. Like, I can see that being a pattern. He's not even too old, but... He's not. the wars he's been in. Yeah, but he doesn't spar anymore. So maybe he's lengthening his career by doing so. Because I think that helps. uh, Yeah. You know, not erode the chin or whatever. Um, Yeah, I I also, I thought it was funny that... Max had one broke like six records when he was in that fight. Did you guys see the banner keep popping up? He kept moving up like all time lists during this yeah, fight. That's like, literally every Max performance. I know. It was I was nuts. I started laughing by like the third it's one. Like, I was how like, does Jesus this Christ. happen? I know. It was like significant strikes, uh it's, time in the that's cage. That's how you know it's a fucking ESPN production. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was funny. I also and thought they got it was, the LeBron stats popping up. <laughs> I also thought it was super interesting that um or I just thought it was a sick moment in between rounds four and five when um I believe Arnold Allen's corner goes, he goes, World War Three, and then he goes, fuck yeah. And then he said, Dan Hooker round five, and then he goes, fuck yeah. I thought that was a cool moment because he was talking about like just going to fucking like throw as much as he could because he needed yeah, to get the knockout to get that. That he fucking did. Yes, he did. He was sending so. them he was sending them fucking Putin missiles that fucking Max that last round. Yeah, for real. Uh, is talk- it completely out of the realm of possibility, too, to think you don't think he could possibly move up and wait either and maybe try to fight Dustin again or Yeah, I would Gaethje. love to see. That's he what I bigger. really want to see out of Mac. I, I mean, really he is pretty big for featherweight. Yeah, he looked bigger in this fight. Uh, he looked more filled out. So, yeah, I, I do think it is possible. We'll have to wait and see, like, with everything. Um, Let's talk about this co-main event. Didn't see this one coming like this. Uh. Billy Quarantillo goes to level change, and as he does it, Edson throws a knee that perfectly knocks out Billy Cold, uh, just like someone should do to Marab when he shoots. Shout out to Mike there. I, I thought he might like that part. Um, but yeah, crazy you outcome. You, you can't shoot a knee at Marab. I don't know, man. No one tries. Maybe, the, yeah, maybe because they can't. I guess. No one I don't tries. Know. <laughs> no one tries. Um, all right. But yeah, it, I did not see this one coming, and what a knockout for Edson Barboza. The second knee knockout of this card. Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you on this one. You know one. what? Marab would have you fucking praying for mercy if you shot a fucking knee on him. He would maul you. I, I knew that was going to get you fired up. <laughs> and I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about any anyone in that division in general. I mean, yeah. But I, I don't know, man. We'll see him do it. Plant that seed, Max. <laughs> Tell them to come fucking get this. Marab to really. Shoot a fucking knee then. He's heated. Get mauled. All, right. <laughs> All right, Jefferson, let's hear it. What, are your, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this shit was fucking nuts. I mean, Edson Barbosa, what can you say about him? He fucking ages like fucking Pharrell. And then, <laughs> dude, he hit fucking, he hit Pharrell, I, not Pharrell, he hit fucking Billy Q with the fucking bang. The fucking Swamp Stories fucking bang. 
Oh fucking God. might as well popped up R.I.P. Billy Q, dude. It was, <laughs> dude, that knee was from hell. Yeah, that was nuts. Mike, what did you take away from this one? Yeah, and this is exactly what this crowd and this card needed because, like you said, the card in whole was pretty good, but the main card was a little shaky here and there. I feel like it needed some kind of excitement, and it delivered at the perfect time. It was like the perfect fight to have it happen to Comey. Got the crowd back into it. It was just fucking chef's kiss. Yeah, it was pretty much perfect. Going down now, Tanner Boser versus Ian Kutelaba. Ian Kutelaba finally gets a win. He fucking nukes Bozer with an overhand that almost dropped. Oh, goal for the Bruins. Hell yeah. Sorry. He he. Eon nukes uh, Bozer with an overhand that almost drops him before Eon shot for a takedown and was able to get the ground and pound TKO. Uh, really not much to talk about in this one. It was utter domination quickly by Eon Kutelaba. We'll start with you, Mike. What did you take away from it? Oh, I, I'd love seeing Kudalaba get these wins, too, because he's one of them guys who's still super young. He made his debut in 2016, and I think people kind of, like, lost a little, what would you say, lost a little fucking, uh, like, gas on him. Like, they weren't yeah. really following him anymore. I've taken a couple losses. But then you read back on his losses. This motherfucker, in 14, 14 UFC fights since 2016, he fought Magomed Ankalaev twice, Jared Cannonier, Ryan Spann, and Glover Teixeira. Those were just five of his 14 fights. Like, this guy has been through hell and back. I love to see guys like that finally get a break and score a huge win. It just it made me happy. Okay. I like that. I I, I think Ian Kitalaba is super fun to watch because he's so intense all the time. When he dresses like the Hulk at his uh, weigh-ins, that's always pretty funny. And, yeah, he, I, I agree with you, Mike. I, I was happy to see him get a win there. Uh, Jeff, what did you take away from this one? Yeah, I, you guys... Did you guys think it was an early stoppage tour? Not really. I didn't think really. Hmm. I think that yeah, would make up of... for the Herzog lack of a stoppage in, I forget which fight it was, but one of the guys was getting the shit kicked out of him. But um, did you think it was? Oh, it was on the prelim, wasn't it? I, Daniel Zellhuber. The Zellhuber fight. Yeah. I saw a lot of people going crazy that it should have been, that that was an early stoppage. I didn't think it was, but I don't think so at all. I'm just surprised, no, I didn't either. Surprised you guys didn't bring it up at all. No, I, I, I watched the card late, so I, w- I was trying to like stay away from social media, and I didn't want to spoil it, so I didn't see what they were saying. Ah, but yeah, an absolute huge win for fucking Eon. And what the fuck was up with Keith Beers been making love to fucking Tanner Boss? <laughs> yeah, I, I sent some, <laughs> I sent some tough screenshots to the chat of, uh, yeah, he Dude. caught it, he held his head. And then yeah, he did the same thing to him after. Like, did you see that? As they're leaving, Eon grabs his head and just kind of holds his hands in his face and then leaves. Yeah, it, it was a fucking real, like, fucking Titanic Leo fucking <laughs> that one shorty and fucking... <laughs> yeah, I see where you're going Fucking moment that. there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was kind of strange. Um, Moving down now, n- number nine, Pedro Munoz versus number 13, Chris Gutierrez. Pretty pretty good fight. Uh. I thought Pedro looked really awesome. His speed, his pressure, and he has absolute bricks for hands that were really messing with Gutierrez. And you could just see that he could not get that stuff figured out. Uh, Gutierrez couldn't. And in round one, Munoz absolutely sat Gutierrez down with a huge shot. And the phone lights from the crowd during this fight, I thought were so fucking sick. Um, just kind of showing around in the background. I, I hope they do that in more cards. Oh, that was Matt, awesome. You skipped uh, fucking Asma versus Jacoby. Oh, my bad. I did that before my bad um well let's talk about this <laughs> fight and then go back to the asthma fight how about that Bet. Bet. yeah it's right. good um 
Yeah, so we'll start with you, Mikey. How did you feel about this one? We're talking about Munoz? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. He did look good, but it, it's one of them things. It's a double-edged sword. I think he looked good in that fight versus Chris Gutierrez, who's tough. Like, we know he's tough because we watched the UFC. But in terms of, like, rankings and shit, I don't know how much this moves the needle for him. Like, I don't know if this was – I know he was he felt really good about the win in the post-fight presser, but I don't know how much this moves his ranking or – I don't know if this earns him a huge fight. It, it's it's one of them things, you know? Yeah. I wasn't was... really sure how to feel about it. I feel like he needed to land a finish or something, especially coming off that fucking Sugar Sean just disappointment. And he's kind of older. I don't know. I, I felt so indifferent about this fight because I agree with you, Max. He looked great, but I just don't know what this does for his career. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Um, And, yeah, I, I think his timeline's a little tough here. I don't, I don't know what happens next, but if he gets – I'll just be interested to see what kind of fights he gets next because I'm I'm not really sure what he goes next. Like you said, Mike, Jeff, do you have any inkling on what happens next for Pedro Munoz? Yeah, I I mean, I'm still sold on Pedro, honestly. That's fair. I, 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 don't, I don't think I can really hold that fucking Sugar Strong fight against him, really, because – that first round was so hard to gauge, and I can't tell if fucking Sugar won it or Pedro. But, I mean, for that to be the case, and he's putting up with fucking Sean O'Malley, and this fight really, like, uh, cemented him as, like, a great a great top bantamweight for me. I It's just, I don't know how how fucking like upper echelon he will get because that bantamweight division is so hard and like you guys said the the age is just it makes it even harder for him at this point yeah he needed a fucking he needed a flying knee grade knockout to really move the needle i think this one kind of stumped him a little bit it did give him a bigger paycheck though you can't take that from him but i'm still sold on fucking old pedro and I'm definitely not going to miss his next fight because he fucking goes out there and swangs. And he hits so fucking hard. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, let's go back now. Number 13, Dustin Jacoby versus number f- 15, Azamat Mirzakhanov. Okay, great fight. Awesome fight. Fun to watch. Something drove me crazy in this fight, and that was Dustin Jacoby clinching at the end when he needs to go out there yep. and get a freaking win. What was that, yeah. man? I, he, and I thought he was hurting Mirzakhanov, and Mirzakhanov uh, said that he broke his arm in the in in round two at the end, so he wasn't really striking as much. And I I was like, why is Dustin clinching right now? Uh, it was driving me crazy. I don't know if you guys noticed that as well. Um, yep, that's but, exactly why I wanted to bring up this fight. Okay, yeah. So let's start with you, Jeff. Yeah, what the fuck, Dustin? <laughs> I mean, you go out there. That's literally exactly what you need you're you have him on the ropes you're down you're literally down two rounds to everyone to everyone there's no doubt about it and then you have him on the ropes and you just fucking clinch up with him come on and that's not what his corner said to do either they told him to go get a knockout sort of like arnold allen so i i don't know what was going on i he could not handle mirzakhanov's power um, and Mirzakhanov hurt him a couple of times. I think he broke his nose in the first round. So Mirzakhanov looked good, and his power looked good. Um, I think Jacoby lost that fight more than Mirzakhanov won that fight. What did you think, Mike? 
Yeah, I thought this one uh, checked off a lot of the boxes from Merzikhan off too, because he finally made it. I would say this was his toughest fight of his career yet. That's not really like groundbreaking news, but to see how he could hang with some big dogs who are right around like ranked 15 to 20. You know, he's got the, he's always has the height and reach disadvantage, but it didn't seem to really phase him much here. He's a fucking dog, dude. And I don't see why his next fight shouldn't be in the top 15. Yeah. He asked for, I think he asked for top 10 and I, I, I would like to see that. Um, Maybe if not 10, at least 13 and above, depending on what happens to Jacoby's ranking. So yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Yeah. Pretty fun fight. Uh, let's move on now. Clay Guida versus Rafa Garcia. This was exactly what you would expect it to be. Uh, Rafa Garcia could not miss Clay Guida's face. Uh, kept hitting him with these even jabs. Though he was... Yeah, even though he was dancing. Um, and it, this was just a fun, <laughs> fun boxing match to watch. Um, Rafa Garcia not able to put Clay Guida out. Um, and honestly, the biggest part about this fight for me was I thought Clay freaking retired. But he took off his gloves to trade them with Rafa Garcia, which I thought was super cool. And I also thought it was weird that DC cut him off while he was like in the middle of talking. That was I thought that was pretty interesting to see. Um, really good fight. Rafa Garcia is a good ass boxer, and I think something special. Um, but we also haven't seen him extremely tested. I mean, he was tested against Mahashate when he like cut open an artery in his head and all that stuff. But I I mean like I want to see like a full spectrum test like boxing and wrestling and grappling and all that um nonetheless great win for him and i think he is something special i just want to see him i hope a step up in competition uh is needed not that clay guida is not a good fighter because he is so we'll start with you mike what did you take away from this one yeah i i completely agree with you and i don't know if he had some kind of grudge against older guys or something but he i read at the end of the fight he doubled his former best output like completely yeah. doubled it this fight i mean he poured it on clay he really made and this is coming from a guy in clay Guida who didn't really look his age the fight before he really made him look his age he looked a step behind he didn't he just didn't look like he'd get anything he wanted going going like rafa's a really entertaining guy or hafa i'm not sure how you pronounce it he's a really entertaining guy He's going to hang around for a while. I really like him too, Max. I'm fucking sold. And I don't see why he doesn't – he's another one. I don't see why he doesn't get another bigger name guy next. Like, I was thinking maybe, like, Mark D. Casey would be a good one, Jim oh, Miller. There's a couple guys, like, he could get in a good striking match with, maybe get a fight at night bonus or something. He's going to be definitely a ticket seller. I think he knocks Jacasey out, to be completely honest with you, if they fight. Uh, Jeff, what would you take away from this one? Yeah, I mean – I don't know where we go with fucking Clay from this point. He's, yeah. he like, he's got this weird fucking motor enough that he just moves enough that it keeps it entertaining. <laughs> he just constantly moves, so it just keeps it entertaining, but he has not looked great. Yeah. Let's be real. He has not looked great his past few. I wanted to ask you guys something real quick about Clay Guida, too. Do you think he does the fake retirement if he won? I don't think it was a fake retirement. Yeah. I think it was like Yeah, no, it was a fake retirement to say happy birthday to his mom, right? No. I oh, think was he, that what it was? I didn't. No, he, I never yeah. heard the end of it. No, he took his gloves off, he said, because he wanted to trade gloves with Garcia because he, he was like really uh, – he respected Garcia a ton, 
and was like impressed with his performance. Oh, which said, one said happy birthday to his mom? Was that the other no, one? No, he said that as well, but it wasn't oh. that that wasn't a big I don't think that was the main reason he did that. <laughs> Dude, this is like reading InfoWars. This is yeah. fucking confusing. No, I I just watched it like I swear the frogs. <laughs> no, you're probably right, Max. I just I didn't like I was listening to it without sound on, so I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, no, it it was it was a it was weird because DC cuts him off while he's trying to say Happy birthday and some other stuff that he's cut him off and he keeps going. It was pretty weird. Um, all right, other fights on the card: Bill Algio versus T.J. Brown. I Woo! thought, Bill, yeah, he, yeah, fucking. We'll go. Go ahead, Mike. Why don't you get? get dude, I get pumped up on fucking Bill Algio because his gym's like five minutes from where I work. Yeah, it's. I think it's called Algio Gym. I get pumped up on fucking Bill, dude. I get real juiced up when he's fighting and when he wins. He just I follow his gym and she just seems like a great guy. They're always giving back to the community and the youth at their gym. I just I love when a especially a local guy who seems like a good dude just fucking goes out there and does it, especially on a big stage. I was fucking gassed up. Yeah, especially I mean TJ Brown was kicking the shit out of him and I thought Bill Algio was about to be finished and then he throws a um I couldn't really figure out what exactly dropped TJ Brown, but he drops him, takes his back and chokes TJ Brown out. Uh Super impressive win for Bill Algeo. And then he takes off his gloves and s- announces that he's never retiring, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know if and that was a shot And then cuts at... the best promo. Yes, the he did best cut a, promo. He yes, cut a he good did. one. Um, I just and... thought it was interesting. I didn't know if he was if that was a shot at Zach Cummings and Ed and Ed, but um, <laughs> Ed Herman. I didn't know if the, I, I was like, was that a shot at them? Like making fun of them for retiring together? I didn't know what that was. I don't but... know, but Mike, I guess we have beef with Kansas City now because Bill Algio has beef with Kansas City too. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck them then. And you know what? They're too, a bunch of thing. Uber Eats driving, fucking crock Dude, that was awesome. Online drinking, <laughs> sons of guns. Dude, and another thing I love about Bill Algio, and it was kind of, I caught the same vibe from uh, Joe Slacky, is like, I love when guys like train in small gyms that they have some kind of connection to and don't branch out and still have success. Like, it's like so rare to see because everyone trains at like top team or yeah. wherever. Like, it's so rare to see that. Team alpha male or whatever. That Yeah, like terrible. they're all at like five gyms. Yeah. Um. All right. Down the card now. Brandon Roy Val and Mateus Nicolau. First off, I don't know how this was a prelim fight. Uh, this is number four, Brandon Roy Val versus number five, Mateus Nicolau. But holy fuck, what a what a what a knockout! I was not seeing this coming. Um, Mateus steps in to throw a left overhand, and he's southpaw. So as he do does this, Roy Val just chucks this knee that shuts him off, and then from there, Roy Val hops on top and gets a TKO win via some very nasty and sharp looking elbows. What a fucking win. I did not see this one coming at all. We'll start with you, Jeff. What did you take away from this one? Yeah, dude. Roy Val is fucking scary. Especially in this division. Those fucking knees are ridiculous. That's the same shit he got Kyra with, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a fucking dog. And this performance definitely deserved performance at night. Did it get it? I'm not sure. It, either this or Edson. Fucking yeah. and God, I I love these knee knockouts. They're just always They're so vicious. fucking ridiculously powerful in the drop. Oh. The way the people drop after getting kneed is fucking crazy. It is. It is. Uh yeah, super fun fight. I mean, it wasn't very long, but what a knockout. Mike, what did you take away? 
Yeah, and it's funny because I thought the same thing you were like you had just mentioned that you didn't really see this coming. Like I didn't really see it coming either. And then after Jeff kind of just alluded to it, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I see that coming? Dude, Royval does not lose to anyone who's not, like, a top three guy in the yeah. division. I don't know yeah. why the fuck we keep playing this guy like he's sweet and putting him on prelims and picking against him and shit. Dude, he is not fucking sweet. That boy got no sugar in his veins. He's a fucking animal, dude. Did you see in the uh, post-fight presser, he said, I should never be on a fucking prelim again? Yeah, well, he's right about that. That's Dude, ridiculous. that was awesome. And the fact that he said it like that, like, uncut, did not give a fuck. He's so right. Yeah, like he's, he, totally he's insanely good. He is really fucking good. Going down, Zach Cummings and Ed Herman had a crazy fight because I thought Zach Cummings was about to knock the fuck out of Ed Herman and would have popped the lid off that place. Um, they were going crazy. Zach Cummings could not not hurt Ed Ed Herman. Every time he connected, Ed Herman was in some deep shit. Somehow he was able to stay alive, and then they both retire afterwards, which was pretty cool. I'd have never seen a double retirement fight. So that was pretty interesting. We'll start with you, Mike. How did you like that one? I was so beyond happy. I, they both retired, really, but really Ed Herman. That yeah. motherfucker made his debut in 2006. Insane. It is 2023. <laughs> Dude, what Insane. the fuck? I was so beyond happy to see that. And honestly, like you said, it was something I don't think any of us have seen before. But I thought it was pretty cool, the double retirement. I it was. I liked it. Was it. different. Yeah, it added I, a little more like zest into it. It was a lot, a lot more fucking emotional than I think it would have with just one guy. I completely agree, and I was glad he retired because he got beat up badly in that fight by Zach Cummings, and Zach Cummings looked really good. Um, I'm also happy he retired. Um, I've always liked him from the Ultimate Fighter, and I just was happy that he got kind of the fairy tale ending there. Jeff, were you happy that Zach Cummings retired? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean. You guys definitely just hit it on the nail. The double retirement was fucking great. Hometown fucking won. Can't get better than that. Nope. Uh, next fight, Julian Robertson versus Pierre Rodriguez. Uh, very interesting grappling match. Not really my cup of tea, as you guys know, but um, fun to watch, I thought, in terms of grappling. Uh, Julian Robertson, I noticed, was just cutting open Pierre with those elbows. Uh, she got a big bump on her head that kind of opened her up, and then yeah, just was nuking her with the elbows. Uh, biggest thing from this fight is that Pierre Rodriguez did not tap to that arm bar, um, but it was still called uh, because she kind of like went to touch her arm and she would have tapped in like three seconds after that. But um, yeah, so that's how that fight's going to be remembered that she never tapped to that. And that kind of stinks because that was a great performance from Robertson and she took literally no damage. So hopefully she's on that fight night or the Canada card. But um yeah, it sucks that this fight's going to be remembered as the one where the uh, Pierre did not tap. But, I mean, still a good win for Jillian Robertson there. We'll start with you, Jeff. How did you feel about this one? Yeah. God damn it. Of course we didn't have a fucking preview episode. Because yeah. this would have been my fucking lock of the night. Oh, really? 100%. I am huge on Jillian Robertson. I was her about to say, I couldn't remember if you liked her or hated her. <laughs> I, I liked her. Her fucking grappling <laughs> fucking crazy. <It> <laughs> It, I mean, of, I, I hate that it's going to be held against her, too, but I don't know how you can hold it against her. You're fucking a stooge if you do, because her, her grappling was just dominant this whole fight, and it's been dominant her past few. Yeah, there's, it'll just be some, like, people that didn't watch that'll hold it against her. Because if, if you hold it against her, you're just not right about that. Um, 
Next fight, Daniel Zellhuber versus Lando Venata. Bro, Zell Huber should have won this in round one. He was on the ground pounding the fuck out of Lando after dropping him with a knee to the head. And Herzog did not stop the fight, which was crazy to me. And then still was an awesome fight. Zell Huber was able to get the decision win. Um, I thought he was just too long for Lando and was able to keep touching him. Um, super fun fight. And Lando looked pretty good, too. I liked his movement, but he just kept getting pieced up a bit. And Zell Huber was able to outpoint him pretty easily. We'll start with you, Mike. What did you take away from this one? Uh, exactly what you just said. He just looked a step ahead of Lando getting later into the fight. I, I, Lando didn't look like he had a whole lot to give later in the fight at all to me. Mm. Jeff? I don't know. That... Venata kind of put it on him that first round. Until he got dropped and then he got the shit. He, that ground and pound, it was, he was done. That, they should have ended that. No, that's what I was saying. Later into the fight, he started wearing down. The beginning, he looked yeah. all right. He looked oh, yeah. all right until he got uh, that ground and pound was that was a like over 30 seconds of just straight ground and pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. got fucking destroyed. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how that wasn't called. That Did you guys think that should have been called? Dude, I don't know what the fuck should be called and shouldn't because they're they're all everyone's so fucking different. It's so hard to gauge what should. In my opinion, as soon as they stop covering their head, it should be pretty much called. But that's yeah. not the case every fight. Like the Izzy, obviously the first one when he fought Pereira is a good call to me. So yeah. that would be like my guideline because he's okay. not covering his head. Well, then if that's the guideline, then that one was fucking way past because <laughs> this one, I mean, he was sort of covering his head, but he was eating shots and not really defending that much. So, yes, I don't know. Um, All right. Next fight. Bruna Brazil versus Denny Denise Gomez. Wow. Gomez has some fucking hands on her. And I wanted to talk about this fight. Brazil's game plan for this fight and the way she fought was so weird to me because she came in. She just doesn't really block or move her head. She keeps getting catching these like bombs from Denise. And then all she does is spam these like special moves from UFC four. It looks like um, she's throwing like spinning wheel kicks and she kept doing these like spinning back fists. She was clearly hunting the, uh, you know, highlight real KO, which I don't think she should have. She should have been working on defense and eventually she gets absolutely dropped and finished by Gomez. Um, Gomez one is a fucking problem. She reminds me of Kyle Barallo with that uh, neck tat, that intense neck tat across her neck. And I don't know. I was really interested in Brazil's, you know, way of fighting because to me, after round one, you got to make some changes that that clearly your chin is wide open and keeps getting touched by Gomez. And she just did not do that. She kept staying, you know, really just straight and stagnant and kept getting pieced up. Um, I was interested what you had to hear what to hear what you had to say about that one, Jeff. Yeah, this was an honestly awful performance by Brazil. Yeah. I, I, that's the only takeaway I could really get from it. I mean, Gomez was honestly just picking her apart. Mm. Gomez and Brazil was just throwing these big whooping, missing strikes. I, I, yeah, I don't know. That that was pretty funky. <laughs> yeah. Mike? Yeah, I, I, it was, like, hard to tell if, like, I'm not taking anyone's win from them at all, but was it, like, was Brazil's performance worse or Gomez's performance better? You know what I mean? It was one of them, I don't know, like, 
Brazil's just fight IQ just did not look high whatsoever. Like she had, I think, a four inch height advantage. I know she had quite a good bit of reach advantage too, and she just did not look like she had a clue how to use it whatsoever. Yeah, I think she was really trying to hunt because she she had that insane uh, head kick KO win on the Dana White Contender Series, and I think she was trying to get one of those. Um, and she, Gomez just really made her look like a fool. Uh, next fight, this one, kind of a weird one as well. Aaron Phillips versus Gaston Bolanos. Uh, Bolanos looks really, really like a good prospect in his UFC debut, taking on Aaron Phillips. Um, I mean, Aaron Phillips was just not doing enough movement as well. He wasn't really getting out of the way of the rights, the right hand from Bolanos and his kicks. Um, what the, I think they said he was kickboxing a kickboxer, which I agreed with. He was getting pieced up with those kicks. Um, Bolanos' takedown defense was not great, but he was good at getting up off the ground when he did get taken down. And his kicking and striking looked really good, and so did his cardio. So good win for him in his UFC debut. Uh, Phillips had some moments like in round two when he got one of the coolest takedowns that I've ever seen. Um, but he looked a little gassed and out of it in the fight. So good win for Bolanos here. We'll start with you, Mike. What did you feel about this one? i be honest with you, boys. I, like, his performance is all right. The way he switched stances was entertaining. He was a pretty entertaining fighter all around, but I really don't really like Gaston Bolanos very much. I, he really, really fucking lost me when my man fucking Aaron Phillips was trying to wear some control time on him because obviously he wasn't winning the striking department, and I know you guys saw it. Gaston's looking at the ref just holding his hands up. Yeah. Like, like I'm like, dude, and I think Bisping was talking about it. He's like, what, like, what is he doing? You're giving up your back and control time right now. Like, what are you putting your hands up at? I would understand if they were like, he was literally laying on top of him, not doing anything. He hadn't, I mean, he's moving to do a submission at some point. I'm guessing Aaron Phillips were ground and pound and Gaston's like looking at the ref to bail him out. He kind of lost me with that a little bit. I can understand why that. That's that's something that would have annoyed me too. I I I did notice that. I didn't think too much about it, but I I do see how that's annoying. Um, yeah, that's a good thing to point out, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, other than that, this was an. Uh, I thought it was just an utter domination by fucking Gaston. I I don't know how you can really take much away from him. Is what the fuck was that third round like sixty something to two? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was rough. Dude, the strikes were fucking crazy. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how how you guys cannot like Gaston. I'm I I don't I like him. I thought he was fun to watch, but I can understand yeah, why. Yeah, I I can't buy into that shit, dude. It's just uh, it doesn't sell me when they do shit like that because it's like, dude. There's so many other people who are. I've I brought this up a million times before. There's so many other people chomping at the bit trying to get a mm. fucking chance, and who would put like they're all on the line. At any moment, given any chance to be in the UFC, and then you do shit like that, it's like, eh, not for me. I understand what you're getting there. Uh, all right, we. I just want. I usually like this wasn't a super interesting fight, but I just want to talk about it because of the decision. Um, Jocelyn Edwards versus Lucy Pudilova. First off, I'm gonna preface this by saying, I get why people were mad, but I fucking like this decision, and I think this should be the standard for how. Uh, fight should be called because when you don't do anything with control time, I hate when they give you a win and points for doing nothing with control time. Jocelyn Edwards hurt Lucy Podolova and did more with her striking and did more damage. And I think fights should be judged on damage, which I don't think this fight, which I think this fight was. I understand why people are mad, 
because the fights don't have a set re- way that they're being judged. Um, it depends on the judge, which is the worst part of the sport. Um, th- there should be like one set way that they're going to be judged. And I think it should be this way where control time is not the biggest factor. You should be looking for action and damage because this is a sport and the whole name of the sport is to damage people. And that's, that's what Jocelyn Edwards did. She damaged the fuck out of Lucy Pudilova and I thought she deserved the win and I was happy with the decision. Um, and I really was annoyed with the commentators because they kept calling it out and it was all they talked about for the whole time. And actually I didn't really like the commentary on this card, to be honest with you. I think they missed John Anik being the adult in the room kind of tying everything together because it got a little That's a good way to put it i was like talk about the fucking fight how about that instead of like bisping going on these long rants um and dc going on these like side things dc and bisping are just i don't know i really like dc and i really like felder i'm not a huge i don't really like listening to michael bisping commentate to be honest with you i love Bisping. i hate that everyone hates him now I, I don't know. I, I used to really like him, but especially this card, I, he just was annoying dude, the shit out of if me. If you guys think he, if, dude, if you guys think he talks like a bunch of like, not about the fight, have you guys ever listened to a fucking baseball game? Well, there's so Bro, much space to fill, though. This is brother. five minutes of action. Like, that's yeah, so much. but still. There's still, a lot of space well, to fill. They're different. Well, sports. I was going to say, is, I. I actually think Bisping and DC do a good job on these smaller cards because I don't think as many people watch them. So I think when people watch them, they get kind of entertainment out of the fights and out of them too. They don't really have them do this on the pay-per-view, so I'm not really too mad about it. Yeah, But I, I do like... know what you're saying, Max. They do get a little <laughs> fucking out of left field sometimes. Well, they also just like were missing key moments of some fights because they were talking about something else. They missed... They were talking about the DC and RC show and they missed like three punches that like hurt the other fighter, I forget what fight it was, that were like pretty integral to the fight. They just like didn't even talk about it. So I don't know. I, it, I'm I'm nitpicking here, but um, what did you guys think about the decision? We'll start with you, Mike. Uh, I I kind of agree. I didn't think it was fucking horrible. I I do think Pudeliva won. I think she won run one 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 one. Yeah. Round and two. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> round one say. and two. Yeah. One round fucking... one and two bit of a tongue twister she won round one and two i thought in my eyes but i didn't think it was a completely insane one because like you said sometimes the judges like to do a little more damage to control time there's other ones that we've seen that we've debated on here that i think were a lot worse than this one yeah i i agree with that and i thought the fight too i like that they kept with this with the aaron phillips and gaston fight because you could that they were sort of similar um Gaston was a little bit more dominant than Jocelyn Edwards was, but they it, it definitely you could tell in their judging of that fight that they did not judge the control time as you know they didn't give him a ton of points for control time. Uh, I'm talking about Aaron Phillips now, so I like that yes. they kept with this idea that control time wasn't going to get you a bunch of points, and instead they relied on damage, which is the right way to do it in my opinion. Well, I think too it's uh like when the damage is overwhelming. You know, it's yeah. not just control time. And those kicks. I think and, that's what makes a big difference. Exactly. Like, you can have, like, control time is good, but you got, you got to do damage with that control. If you're just sitting there and controlling, it's not, you're not damaging them. And the, it, is the point of the sport to damage you? I don't understand. Like, we haven't, we, they've never sat down and figured out the, you know, just the line for what, how to judge the fights and what they're looking for. And I, I hope well, they do that. 
or like in the Gaston fight too, like you were just mentioning, it's like, okay, Aaron Phillips had way more control time, but the damage was so overwhelming from Gaston, it overwhelms the control time. Exactly. And in this one, when I watched it back, the kicks from Jocelyn Edwards were were damaging. They, they And they were landing too. And her strikes were landing heavily. And she was hurting uh, Pudilova, I thought, more than Pudilova was hurting her. So that's my take on it. Jeff, what's yours? Yeah, exactly what you said. I, I don't think it was a bad head robbery at all, Let's honestly. I, I I don't – I mean, I really love it when a crotch sniffer gets fucking – Get punched on and they lose. The <laughs> yeah, decision. Mike, I'm surprised Honestly. you're you're in with this being a Marab fan, you know. No, I I, I mean I'm, <laughs> no, I no, I still I'm, think we put a level one. I'm a I don't think it was a fan. horrible decision either, though. Yeah, I, I'm a new age Marab fan. I'm 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 a fan of the new Marab, not the old Marab. Not that I'm with, not I'm the with super, Jefferson. I'm not the I'm not a fan of the super sweat crotch sniffer Marab before his last few. <laughs> I, I'm with I'm, Jefferson, I'm even though I'm taking... the one who pieced up fucking Pierre Jan in a five round fight and then yeah. fucking crotch sniffed as well. <laughs> I'm 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 with Jeff on that one, even though I have taken weirdly two shots at Marab in this uh in this episode. But all right, fun one. Thank you guys for coming on. We are going to be on later in the week to do a preview of the upcoming fight night. I'm excited for that one. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all for listening and peace. Whoa, whoa.